5,552 deaths. Dr. Jiri Shankar said on Friday the 7th of May, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation, or the JCVI, updated its advice on the use of the COVID-19 Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine for people aged under 40. The advice states that unvaccinated adults aged between 30 and 39 who are not in a clinical priority group because of long-term health conditions should, where possible, be offered an alternative to the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine, where it would not significantly delay vaccination. To be clear, JCVI is not advising against using AstraZeneca vaccine in 30 to 39-year-olds, only that other vaccines are preferred. JCVI advice is that anyone who has already received a first dose of AstraZeneca should continue to receive the same vaccine for their second dose. The toilets at Milford Haven Cemetery were vandalised at some point between 5pm and 8pm on the evening of Thursday the 6th of May. David Powers have been informed and are investigating the damage. This follows previous similar incidents of toilets damaged in nearby Nayland and Gelliswick and only a matter of weeks following the vandalism of a baby's grave in Milford Haven. According to David Powers, the vandalism which occurred was someone ripping off two wooden boards off the doors and damaged two BVC windows. The chair of the cemetery, councillor Colin Sharp, said, I am really annoyed by this mindless vandalism. We have had to board up the desecrated toilets, rendering them unusable. The damage was extensive and will cost a great amount of money to repair. We have discussed CCTV, but we have had objections as it is a sensitive area. But if the vandalism carries on, we may have no choice. Mayor of Nayland Councillor Terry Davies said, I'm disgusted, utterly disgusted that anybody could have the audacity to go up to the cemetery and just recklessly smash windows and break all the wood down. Stones were thrown through the windows and then for somebody to actually prise the wood off the doorframe, which is screwed on, that takes some force. It's not as if they didn't know what they were doing. David Powers is asking anyone with information about the desecration is asked to contact the police quoting DPP 0012-0705-2021-01-C. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Follow Pure West Radio on Instagram at Pure West Radio. Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half of Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Uh, we are in for a busy show, actually, because before nine o'clock, we are going to be joined by Milford Haven's record-breaking runner, Sanna Duffy, fresh from running the 186 miles of the Pembrokeshire Coast Path. She did it in 51 and a half hours. She will tell us about her Herculean effort to complete that challenge. Also tonight, we've got the manager of Haverford West County, Wayne Jones, joining us live before nine to reflect on their season and to look ahead to his plans for the next campaign and I'm really pleased to say tonight we are back to full strength as Fraser Gordon and I welcome back our old friend Bill Khan who's back with us we are reunited it's the four of us through till nine Bill good evening how are you 
I find Ben, I'm okay, thanks. And I've been very grateful for all the lovely messages of support I had when I was in with you, Bush and Morriston. And I've got to tell people so they know how kind you lot are underneath all the banter. <laughs> so people know I had lovely messages from you guys. Ben actually sent me a copy of Brian Clough's uh, autobiography in the post, which I read in Morriston. And Fraser and Gordon made sure that every day in a hospital I had my paper and a couple of costas. So you boys don't realise what you did. And on top of that, then Tom and Matthew and T as Toby at Pure West sent me the biggest hamper I've ever seen in my life that was full of chocolates, which was just what I needed when I'm in <laughs> hospital with heart problems. <laughs> but I was very popular with the doctors and the nurses. <laughs> until the hamster ran out. So I'd like to say thanks to everyone who sent me lovely messages. Well, listen, you had great support from sports clubs across Pembrokeshire yeah, as well. wonderful. Uh, we have missed you. Enough of that, though. It's five past eight. We're not going to be nice to you all evening. We're, <laughs> no, we're going to no, have to get back on. to normal service sooner rather than later. And, you, and feel free to be a normal grumpy self-build from, from here on in. But honestly, it is really good to have you back. Fraser, evening. Mm -hmm. How are you? Very good. And just like you said, they're brilliant to have Bill back. And i got to say, Bill... It's it, it, I've missed you being here. These two are too nice to me. They keep agreeing with me. I need, I need someone to, to, to g me up and argue it and get annoyed right. with my opinion. So I'm glad you're back. We look forward to a bit of debating again. <laughs> I think Gordon, what what Fraser means by that is he he is in need of a bit of batting coaching. I think now now that the season's underway, what do we think? Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm sure Bill will sort him out in the half a grass nets if you've got an hour to spare. Yeah, in, indeed. They need a lot more than an hour. <laughs> well, I, I was just being. You know. <laughs> well, listen, let's talk about the, the weekend. We're going to be joined by Wayne Jones before nine o'clock this evening, the Haverford West County manager. Uh, Fraser, you, you and Bill were, were reporting from the Bridge Meadow, weren't you, on Saturday? Uh, disappointing result, no, no doubt about it. They, they were beaten 2-1. And I think it's, it's going to be good to talk to Wayne just to um, get his views on, on how the last few weeks have, have gone, because it has been a bit disappointing, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a more positive performance, but the nature of the goals they conceded, both from set pieces, they didn't heed the warnings, actually, could either have gone 3-1 down early in the second half and Paul Markin again so I spoke to him afterwards he, he was honest and pragmatic as ever and I'm sure he will be later on tonight it's overall it's a position he would have settled with coming into the season he keeps reiterating that but from where they were a few weeks ago like you say he's obviously a disappointing element to where they're going to finish what, what did you make of it Bill back on the Bridge Meadow watching the action on, on Saturday Reason I would both agree that a lot of the goals they've conceded they should have been from set pieces, corners and free kicks, and they can't keep doing that all the time. But again, so the first minute they give away a mm. soft goal and they almost give away a couple of others as well. And Wayne Jones is turning his hair out. I spoke to him today just to confirm he's coming on tonight. And, you know, he's a pragmatist. He knows what he's got to do, and he'll do it. And he's got good support from the new chairman, Rob Edwards. So I'm hoping they will strengthen. They know that Gordon would say the same way. They've got to strengthen for next year. No doubt about that. Yeah, he spoke to us at Christmas, didn't he? And we had a really mm. good conversation. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing more from, from Wayne and getting his views on, on how the season has gone. Uh, let's have a look back on some of the, the other action from the weekend. We'll come to the cricket in just a sec because there wasn't much of it. Uh, we will be joined next week on the show by Pembroke's very own British Lion. Um, Gordon, we're going to be talking to Peter Morgan, aren't we? And uh, he's someone that... Well, you all know really well. I, I can remember Bill and I um, doing a special show from um, County Hall and, and Peter was our guest and he took us round and he was just unbelievable, a bundle of energy. It's going to be great, Gordon, talking to him about the Lions on the show next Monday. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got Lewis Rees-Samet, who I do remember now. He's the 20-year-old, the youngest on the tour. Well, back in 1980, Peter Morgan was selected, and he was 21, going with the Lions to South Africa when Bill Beaumont was actually uh, captain. Uh, he's now president of the, the rugby union. So, um, yeah, he's got a few tales to tell us, I would say, uh, Peter Wood. And uh, as I told him to keep it a little bit lighthearted and no bad language. And I'm sure he'll agree to that. I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a bit worried about um, going live, I'll be honest. I hope the bleeper's working. <laughs> In all seriousness, seriousness though, for, for people who are watching this now, Bill, the, the story of how Peter... <laughs> got a British Lions call-up in the week where the Lions squad was confirmed and we had a great chat with with Gordon about that um, on the show on Saturday. But that story of how of how Peter got his Lions call-up at the age of, of 21, Gordon, you, you said, yeah. it, it's, it's something that just wouldn't happen now. No, not at all. He was in Hampton West. Car window gets pulled down. It's Di Miller, who Gordon and I both friendly with. Says, oh, well done for getting into the Lions team, Moggs. And Moggs says, what do you mean? He said, you picked. And Peter said, oh, good. I'm looking forward to him coming on because I'm looking forward to the time bomb that is Mr. Morgan because you don't know what he'll say. It's going to be excellent. So that's next Monday on the yeah. show. The, the, the main rugby story uh, in West Wales, really, for, from the weekend, Fraser, was a, a change a change of the guard at Parker Scarlet's. Dwayne Peel's coming in as head coach, uh, but it, it's all changed, isn't it? It's been pretty messily handled, but I wasn't actually that surprised. Um, Glenn De- Delaney's been very honest, individually spoken very well, and he handles himself very well. Well, the Scarlets have been uninspired for much of this year. I don't think there's any hiding from that. That was a harrowing European defeat by Sale, which really rammed it home. They were way, way off the pace that day. They were actually fortunate, Ben, to get that far in a European competition, the way it worked out with COVID. They had a couple of walkovers, I think one over Toulon and so on. Um, I think the moment that Dwayne Peel was brought in and Glenn was essentially moved upstairs the writing was on the wall so I'm not surprised he's gone I'm sad to see him go I, I liked him as a person but I'm, I, like I said I don't think it's, it's a great shock Interested what Dwayne Peel the coach will be like I, I don't know Gordon and Bill what, what do you expect from from him when he, he arrives at Parker Scarlet's as head coach I think, I think it could be quite exciting either of you Go on, Mr. Thomas. <laughs> oh, right, OK. Hey, this, this is, this is polite Bill. Bill on his return, uh, giving way. Dwayne Beal is a dumb, tumble boy, fleshly through and through. Um, you know, he, he's an ex-Welsh international scrummer and a British Lion as well. Uh, he's done well on the coaching scene. He knows the game inside and out, and he knows the area very well, and he knows the standards that the Scarlets will set. So I, I think it's a positive move. He's a young and refreshing new coach. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they keep the rest of the backroom staff. Uh or he brings in a couple, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but he is a really a shrewd sort of coach, uh, and he was a, an excellent player. It doesn't always mean that you're a good player, you'll be a good coach, but uh, Dwayne's got a good head on his shoulders, and, and I'm sure the Scarlets will benefit from that. Mm, I'm definitely excited to see how he goes. Mm. Uh, right, let's. Should we talk cricket, uh, chaps? Because uh, it was a complete washout, wasn't it, over the weekend? Uh, Fraser, were you in the ones or the twos? I was. I was in the twos, actually, in the twos. But um, no, we, we were meant to welcome Krimich down, and I think I texted them about eight a.m. Saturday morning and said, "Well, we can't announce it till midday, but stay in bed, boys." 
yeah it, it was it was always going to be a, yeah. a difficult weekend a uh, bill frustrating really because we obviously we're, we're delighted that the cricket season is underway uh, we had the opening round of matches then bank holiday monday fell victim to the terrible weather and of course saturday the same a total washout and that that will be frustrating for everyone oh it is from my own point you haven't seen a ball boat i was really looking forward to the first week it would have been the first time i was out but then because of family commitments i couldn't go and uh, same on Saturday, then rained off. But there were, were a mm. couple of games in the Village Cup. Yeah. Uh, Neil, and congratulations to them. They played Bronwyth on Sunday, and they beat them by 98 runs, thanks to good bowling by Andrew Miller and um, uh, Ross Hardy. Hardy. Mm. And then good batting by Brad McDermott Jenkins and um, uh, Nathan Banner. So they, that was a good start for them. I think Lorraine won as well. Yeah. But there was a little bit of cricket played on the weekend. But we got the Harris now and the Sweet and all Fraser and I and Gordon, if he's not working, can say is thank God for that. How are we feeling about the Harris and Allen and the weather forecasts? Gordon, have you have you studied them? Are we going to get some play this week? Yeah, the standout game to me, I'm just looking at it now, is on Wednesday evening when Half a Glass entertained Priscelli. Uh two top sides. Uh they'll both be going for it and it's a 20 over affair so we'll get a, a quick result on, on on the night which i like um so uh i don't know it's better than this 50 over stuff so 20 overs let's go fish boss let's go for it let's get it on lads gordon's a big fan of the t20 shall I, let's run oh. down the let's run down the fixtures shall i and let's get some predictions uh, from the 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 three of you so three games on tuesday so three matches being played tomorrow um saunders foot against Carew. Uh, Fraser, who, who are you tipping? Carew. They looked dangerous in this competition last year, actually. They only fell foot very short in what was a very exciting quarter-final in Nayland. Had they got over the line in that, I believe they would have gone on to win it. So I'll say Carew over Saunders' foot. But it's a 22-over game. Saunders' foot do have the likes of Mansbridge. They do have the game changes. So they're capable, but I'm edging towards Carew. Bill Kahn. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. The care will be very big odds-on favourites. But it, it, it's a possible banana skin in the mm. sense that Saundersfoot have got several boys who can hit the ball very hard. Uh, one of the boys, Cope, is there. Um, we mentioned Mansbridge more as a bowler than a batsman in the Harrison Island. But they've got a few others mm. there. James Kane, Danny Kane. Yeah. If they come off, yeah. anything could happen. It, it is a potential banana skin. But if I had to put a fiver on that, it would be care without doubt. Gordon, will there be an upset, or are you sticking with Carew to win? Yeah, Carew are a good cup side. Um, they'll be a little bit too strong for Saunders on the on the evening. Okay. Um, also tomorrow, Whitlam play Lamphy and Johnston play St Ishmael's. What's our, our thoughts on those two games, Bill? You kick us off. They've got to go with the form horses. To me, Whitlam will be too strong for Lamphy. I suspect, although Lamphy got some good players mm. now, and uh, Johnston have had people like um, uh, Lee Summons has rejoined them. But uh, Tish are a good side in that as well. So you'd have to go with the first division form horses. And could I just point out to Mr. Thomas, I don't think he gets this 50 over stuff from. It's got a reaction. in Pembrokeshire. <laughs> I get, a, get your facts right, mate. I got a reaction, though. <laughs> yeah. It's back on form, no, mate. You, Keep it up. You, you made a mistake. Don't get him stressed, Gordon. That's the no. rules. We, we know that today. <laughs> Fraser, any thoughts on those two? Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Bill as well. Or I do think Johnson Tish could be could be a lot closer if Johnson's big players come off. Those big players being Chris Fitzpatrick and Lee Summons, Lee Summons in particular, but, and Josh Hicks, Fraser, and Josh, Josh Hicks as well in that format. Very dangerous, you know. Um, mm. So I would go if if I was 
to say an intriguing tie, I think it's actually the next one down, which is newly First Division Sheffield against Langham. Langham in Division 2, playing away from home on paper, the underdogs. I'll actually tip Langham in that one. They've got Steve Mills back, who can win any game on his own in a 22-over format. They are rumoured to have Steve Inwood returning this week as well. Whether he'll be eligible yeah. in time for this week, we're not sure. But if he plays, well, there's another game-changer. That needs no introduction. So I'll actually go for Langham in that one. OK, um, we're going to take a moment because we've got Santa standing by to talk to us. We've also got Larne against Pembroke Dock and have the West against Cresselli that Gordon mentioned on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, Statpole against Fishguard. And we should talk about Sam Ryan Thank against you, Hook. Thank you. Shouldn't we really? Missing that uh, one out, no? Fraser, T20 specialist. 22 overs, thank you. Firstly, not 20. Uh, no, no, but they might need a fielder, so I'm, I'm hopeful of being selected. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on that one, Bill? What, what, what advice would you give Fraser if selected? Sandry, uh, you know, a good side. They're a good um, team in the Harris now. They, they're the same. They've got their big players. But Hook thank have you. also got their big players, and I'd go for Hook. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Gordon, you're going to be following any of the matches on, on, on Wednesday and Thursday? Will you be I, I'm hoping to get out and watch the Halford West Cresselli game. I'm looking forward to that. I, and I think Cresselli is slight favourites due to the fact that the dock isn't playing mm -hmm. for Halford West. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a little bit light and inexperienced, whereas uh, Cresselli are strong, very strong. Mm -hmm. OK, right, we'll, we'll talk more about the cricket, I think, before nine o'clock. On the way next, Sanna Duffy, fresh from running 186 miles of the Pembrokeshire Coast Pass. She finished in Amroth on Saturday morning, didn't she? 51 and a half hours. She's going to join us on the show to reflect on an absolutely phenomenal fundraising effort for the Wales Air Ambulance. Mm. Really looking forward to talking to Sanna. Uh, don't forget, you can get involved. Uh, Bill, loads of messages coming through on the, on the Facebook page. Peter says, welcome back, Bill. Johnny Bapp, great to see you back, Bill. Uh, Craig Butland, good to see you back, Bill. Uh, and Claire Hardy says, amazing bowling by Nayland as well. That was, was that over the weekend too? There, so yeah, there that's Ross's way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, lots of messages coming through, so do keep those coming on the Facebook page. And we will chat to Santa in just a few moments' time on Pure West Sport. Click and collect classics. Mum's taxi sing-alongs. Late-night drive-through disco. Match your driving soundtrack to your mood by taking all your favourite radio stations and podcasts with you on the road. It's as easy as connecting your smartphone to your car stereo to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Join radio's digital revolution. Find out how at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. 
tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. You can listen to Pure West Radio anywhere. In the kitchen, in the bath, in the garden, on the sofa. Go right. Even in space. When I said I needed you, you said you would It wasn't me who changed but you And now you've gone away Don't you see that now you've gone And I'm left here on my own That I have to follow you Dusty Springfield on Pure West Radio for Monday evening. Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Bill Smiling, you approved of that song, Bill, yeah? Proper song. Good stuff, good stuff. Excellent. Uh, we are back to full strength this evening. Bill Kahn back with us with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas, the manager of Haverford West County, Wayne Jones with us before nine. And with us right now, fresh from running, 186 miles of the Pembrokeshire Coast Path in 51 and a half hours and raising over £3,700 so far for the Wales Air Ambience. It's Milford Haven, Sanna Duffy. Sanna, good evening. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. And you were with us a few weeks ago telling us about the challenge. You started yeah. a day earlier. You've done yeah. it now. Yes. How are you feeling? <laughs> Tell us about it. 
Uh, not so tired now, but uh, uh, yeah, managed to catch up on a bit of sleep. Feet are a bit sore, but I can walk down the stairs, so I was pretty chuffed when I could do that Sunday morning. <laughs> That's a bonus. And just tell people listening, um, yep. th- the fact you, you had to start it a day earlier than planned. Yep. Why was that? And then just ha- how did the next few days go weather-wise? Yeah, um, well, the fall, obviously when I tried to do it in August last year, it forecasted bad weather and I hoped that it wouldn't come in and it did and it ended. So I was very, I had that in my mind and I didn't want it to happen again. So watching the forecast all weekend and you could see this bad weather front coming in again with 40 mile hour gusts and torrential rain. Um, and the only way to really, without postponing it again, to stand a chance was to start it a day early. So I had good weather, Thursday, Friday, and then like, but ending in bad weather. Um, and luckily that it did pay off. I mean, the rain did come in as forecasted and there was gusts and a little bit testing. But by when you're that far, I mean, that hits at fresh west. So you know it's not it's still quite a bit to go but it, it's not back, it? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. can't phrase it um i firstly Tanner, i did wonder did you not consider going 24 hours earlier again in fact moving the start forward 48 hours bearing in mind that with your target time you were going to be spend 12 12 hours in torrential conditions? um i didn't have didn't have the tracker right because of the bank holiday couldn't get it any sooner and obviously i had to have that to ver- verify and it just makes it easier for support and safety and work, sure. <laughs> unfortunately, well. I still have to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the real world out there as well. But yeah. <laughs> um, the decision you took not to sleep during the night, Sarah, and to keep going through with head torches, I wonder, was that simply a case of you didn't want to lose the time or was it a fear of seizing up physically if you had to stop for a few hours and then go again? Both. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's better to keep going. You don't give your muscles that time to, you know, it's like when you wake up in the morning after a long run. Yeah, yeah. but that's six miles. Not I know. It's only six. I do, yeah, but <laughs> nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and also, even if you're walking, it's still more, move- you know, you're still gaining more miles sure. than if you're sure. sat down for an hour. And and my last question, Sana, before let the other guys come in. Um, obviously, you, you wanted to break the record. That was one of the main purposes, as well as mm-hmm. raising the money charity you were there. Obviously, there must have been a point where fatigue and exhaustion got to you. Were you still able to keep the time in mind? Did you all the way through, were you conscious of where you were in terms of the record and what you needed to do? Or did it get to a point where you were just so fatigued that you were just thinking about finishing and then later learn of what you'd achieved? Um, th- I mean, I had two, two really dark spots, um, if, if that's what you want to call them. One was on the first night. I obviously just struggled in the night um, with, with what I've learned. And the first one was because I couldn't really eat. I was like, I didn't really want to stop because the tide, obviously, mm. was a big factor at that point. Um, and once I realised I was going to be fine for tide, I did, it did relax a bit. But I thought, well, am I going to still get, I knew I was still going to get the target, but how much? Um, and then when the morning came, I felt fresh. And again, I wanted to hit that, hit the beat. You know, I was back on like, right, yes, it's not just about doing it. I want to get the target. And then that bad weather, <laughs> when it did hit on, on Saturday a bit again, never wanted to quit. But I did think, oh, I may have to stop and shelter for a bit. But it, it was okay. I mean, it did get a bit cold, but it was okay. <laughs> Three Got layers it. on, running in May. Didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, I missed you last time you were on, although I remember the first time I ever spoke to you was to do an article on you years ago. And I thought you were mad then. <laughs> so 
you've now confirmed my thinking Ian, that you are not only some lady but a bit on the mad side as well how do you say to people um see the value of it is evident you've raised an immense amount of money how do you say to people um the challenges that are besides the glory of doing it that you must have had a huge amount of help from other people yes i couldn't have done it without the support from my friends and my my dad and, and andrew they were like the main support vehicles couldn't have done it without them um kaz uh kaz the hat a lot of people know him as helped me through the first night because the night is when you need a lot of mm. and his daughter came out so it was lovely to run with them and then my good friend martin who does narbeth nobblers he helped me on the second night and then there was other people like on the set on the saturday then there's like uh, a few of us and yeah you know there's um i think yeah that i ran with um, like Kevin, all, all these amazing people that just came and supported me for a bit. Sam from the gym came. I don't think he's very happy with running. It's not his normal. His normal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was good. What about, you know, when you were running in the night, that's the part that would scare me because I take the kids on the coastal path yeah. from school and I know how slippery it can become. I was thinking of you, you know, the Griffin in Salt yeah. And yeah. if you go over the top of that, and then you go down the other side, yeah. I was thinking, how the hell does she run down there? Oh, oh that, that was the night bit. I didn't run that bit. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, it is. That is steep. you just just got to be cautious. And I wasn't going to do anything that was going to risk tripping or hating myself and it being game of... I mean, I was very cautious on any of the dangerous... Not dangerous, but the more technical mm. part. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask, uh, Sana, uh, congratulations on your effort. It's yeah. magnificent. Yeah. I woke up this morning and thought I'd go for a two-mile jog, but I said it was too windy, so I had breakfast. But <laughs> yours is phenomenal. Fair play. How did you manage your fluid intake? And obviously you had to have a little bit to eat as you were running along. Uh, mm. How did you manage that? Um, well, <clears throat> I always had support. support especially after the first day, every two to three hours, didn't really go much more, especially towards the end, no more than two hours. I always carried a litre with me, and then my dad or Andrew would have two more new bottles ready for me and whatever else I'd ask to drink. Um, I used a lot of electrolytes. I was taking electrolyte tablets and powders in my water. I had no cramping, so that, that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of gels. <laughs> and then when I could finally, because I did struggle to eat on the first day, when I could finally eat, Andrew had to go to Tesco's and get them loads of chicken sweet corn sandwiches. What <laughs> <laughs> my food of choice, choice was. So never have I eaten that before, like in a running thing. But that, that's what I wanted, and that, that's what worked. <laughs> Obviously, it, it is the hardest run of your life. Mm -hmm. Is it as hard as you thought it was going to be, or more worse than you thought it was going to be? I have a lot of respect for the coast path. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. It it was it was very tough. Um, it was beautiful though. It was it, and even finishing on that storm, it was true Pembrokeshire coast. Mm -hmm. So I had the beauty of the the blue skies and the calm seas and the flowers and all the wildlife and then the roaring sea wind and <laughs> rain to, yeah. to finish. It was you know as though you would love perfect conditions. I think it it summed it up. You know, kept it real.
Well, it's, a, it's a typical May Day in Amroth, isn't it, really? Chucking it down, <laughs> blowing a gale, <laughs> wind in your face. Um, for me, it's it, a couple of things, actually. It's, it's, it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. How important is, is running and getting out in the fresh air, Sana? You've done an incredible challenge, but for, for people watching, just being able to take advantage of what's around them in Pembrokeshire is, is so important, isn't it? And, yeah. and the second part to that question, where, where was the point on the run where you, you did have to dig really deep um, to, to finish and, and how did you do that what what pushed you forward okay um so yeah exercise is is so important to my mental health even if I can't like at the moment obviously I, I can't run quite yet as and I miss it but get just going out for a walk you know even with a friend or your, your, your pet or you know just go 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 for a walk get out there and even though even in windy weather Gordon <laughs> uh, and even if it, if you're not if you're not going outside you can go to the gym or you know whatever it is that, that you like just try and remember you'll always feel better after it yeah um dark point I had a really bad one at Little Haven. I, I wanted to quit. I wasn't good enough. Who did I think I was? Thinking I could take this on. Or, you know, those all those demons. Um, Andrew was there at that point. He found that tough, you know, to see me go be like that. But Kaz, my good friend, who he's done like um, he's helped other people on FKT attempts and stuff. Just you know, said, look, you got to do this. You put this work into it. You can't just just quit here, you know. And then. I uh, managed to eat a bit of food and off I went. <laughs> and just, just, you just gotta, you know, we all have dark moments. You can either give up or you can just try and just take one little step at a time. And once you do that one step, the chances are you'll take another and, and another. Bill? Yeah, Sana, can I ask? I, I like walking the coastal path. I've never run more than 100 yards in my life. And nor do I intend <laughs> to start now. But I applaud what you did. But were there any were there any memories from the the trip? You said about wildlife. You were yeah. out in the night on the coastal path, and I love seeing things like peregrine falcons or whatever it is, badgers. Did you see anything that you look back and think, "Oh, I won't forget that"? <laughs> I do have a little funny story about badgers. <laughs> um, <it was> on, <laughs> on the uh, last night, on the fr Friday night, it might have even been Saturday morning by that point, going through Castle Martin. And I, and I was with my friend Martin, and there's two badgers in the street fighting. So, oh my God, get get rid of them, Martin. One of them darted off and it seen us, and the other one came at us. And I was like, oh, no. And I, I fell with me. So, Martin was like banging them on the floor, and I stepped back scared and tripped over the kid. So, that's the only time I fell. Like, looking flat out on my back. If you told us a badger had halted your record attempt, we wouldn't have believed you either. Um, yeah. Sam, I know sometimes you speak to people who achieve these great things, they have these unbelievable highs, and then almost the consequence is that you almost have a massive low after. It's almost right, yeah. where do I go from here? What do I do next? Have you sensed any of that yet, or are you still taking yeah. in what happened Saturday? I don't really feel like it's quite real, like all these comments and posts and shares. It feels like I'm seeing somebody else's, um, it's some, someone else, it's, it's not me. Uh, I think just... Yeah, there, there's a low. I think part of it's a mixture of tired and, and hungriness doesn't doesn't help. And just spent two days doing or three days doing what I what I love and not having to think anything other than that. And then you're straight back to life, aren't you? And I am a little bit like, oh, you know, nothing's ever going to feel as great as that. But I felt that before, and things do, and I've got that memories, you, you know. And and you've spoken a lot 
um, with us now about the people who helped you along the way. And, and I know as I'm going down at White Sands, actually missed you there because you went through too fast. But never mind. <laughs> but I could see I could see pockets of people there to support you. I shot yeah. down in Port Clyde, and there were people there actually playing music yeah. ready to support you. Yeah. <laughs> How important was that you to see at, at all these yeah. checkpoints to peop- see people there giving you support and egging you on? Did, did that help yeah. keep you going? Amazingly, and like some of my work colleagues was there as well. And it just every time that. I knew people were going to be there. I knew I think, right, you got this. You don't, you know, you got to show that that you've got this. You you're doing it for them. You don't want to let them down. You you want to show, it, it, yeah, you can't do it. With, I don't think you can do it without without yeah. that support. Um, other people might, but I I don't think you can. Just one more question, Sana. We got two really serious runners in the group here. We got. Uh, me? Bill, and Bill and Ben, he's talking to you. <laughs> Can you, you actually take him out for a, a, a swift 30 mile run just to, you know, show him how it's done? Yeah, I've got quite a good 30 mile run. We start in St. Justinian's, which isn't far from you, Fraser, so there's no excuse. And it finishes in uh, Martin's Haven. That's, that's a good one. I, I promise you, I will join you for a 30 miler and then I'll it would I be an absolute write up for yeah. Pembrokeshire Sport. That's my promise. Yeah. I knew I would get a reaction. <laughs> it, it, it would be an absolute pleasure. The final one for me as well, Sani, um, you, you just done the, the run of your life in your home county, 186 miles. What next? Oh, well, there's a, a little bit a bit north of us, a bit of a smaller FKT, which is 60, oh, 58 miles, which is the Caradigion one. So I'm thinking about that one. And there's, I also have two 200-mile races next year. Um so that's good practice miles. <laughs> two 200 miles yeah wow <laughs> and so i think come... ben sorry just to pick up on with a really nice touch there richard simpson the previous um holder of yeah. the coast path record has just messaged into the show to say great to see santa wow. break in congratulate her from me you might not mean it rich but uh, nice of you to say (laughs) no no i don't richard's a a great guy as well i'm sure santa will agree and it's fantastic Mm. listen santa you are a trailblazer and you're an absolute inspiration to to people watching and listening so congratulations thank you for coming back on to to tell us all about it Uh, and when you do take on the 200 miler next yeah, come on and, and tell us how that goes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're keen to know, and we will definitely come out for a run with you, Fraser and I. I think we're on record now. Fraser is saying right. that. Never got Bill, Bill, give me a, give me a week. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee at the end, and yeah, we, we'll have a costas together, mate, and watch and run yeah, by. Uh, you, you say that you, about coffee. Gordon talking about um, some kind of fluid intake here at Porth Clyde. So it was the first person oh. I'd see stop a run, do a cup of coffee on the head, and carry on going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get a chance to a chat. I turned round, you're gone. Sorry. I've also made a note phrase, chicken and sweet corn sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's all about. <laughs> um, and we should also just say as well, finally, um, for, for the Wales Air Ambulance Santa, um, yeah. over over £3,700, yeah. people Amazing. can still find your page on Just Giving. Yeah. Um, what would you like to say to people who, who've supported you on, oh, on that thanks. and sponsored you? Thank you so, so much. For, you know, I couldn't do it without, without all the people that were physically there. The donations have just been just amazing. I didn't, you know, I had a target of £2,000 and to exceed it the way, way we have is just, just amazing. It's just, it's just, it stops you having that, that low after such a big thing, you know, that it, you've, you've given that back. 
it's brilliant and people can still sponsor you on the just what? giving page Santa, thank you ever so much for being with us once again on pure West radio standing ovation absolutely outstanding work uh, from Santa, and of course that video will stay on the facebook page so you can have a look at that and do uh, get involved with sponsoring her as well uh, on the just giving page we are going to take a moment uh, and then we're going to talk to uh, the manager of Haverford west county wayne jones he's with us as we head up to nine o'clock on pure west radio lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. How are you, Bob? Good, thanks, Chris. Is it true what I heard? Yeah, we're officially the best butchers in Wales. That's amazing, Chris. Massive congratulations to you and the team. Oh, thanks, Bob. So what can we get for you? Well, Chris, uh, could I have a selection of your award-winning meats? Oh, don't forget to include a pack of Pembrokeshire's best burgers. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Welsh Butcher Shop of the Year. Providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for over 70 years. We're open for orders either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763387. Oh, Loch Farm ice cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. Pure West Radio on Twitter at Pure West Radio.
that it only takes a minute on pure west radio it's monday evening pure west sport with g&g builders brilliant to talk to uh santa duthie a tremendous achievement uh fraser i'm not sure what we've signed up for there we're going to go out for a 30 mile run the it's, longest run I've ever done. It'll be pittance to hear as well, wouldn't it? It'd just be a sh- short, short, brief walk. But no, what what a remarkable achievement! I, I would be interested. I don't think I'll last thirty miles with it, but I would be interested just to, to see the kind of pace and the kind of mentality and the way she approaches it. To be honest. Gordon, it was fantastic to hear just how she took on different elements of the Pembrokeshire Coast Path. And and Bill said, you know, he, he's walked plenty of it. We've all done bits of the Pembrokeshire Coast Path. But to tackle it in one go like that is just unbelievable, isn't it? Really? Yeah, she had the disappointment of last year of uh, the weather spoiling it and it nearly curtailed it again this time. But her, her determination and spirit, you know, to be fair, to run that far, it's incredible, isn't it? What a record. Yeah. Fair play to her absolutely brilliant and and she did say bill afterwards she remembers you from school days as well and she said yeah. you were very very nice mr nice guy indeed uh, talking of which we should say good evening to our uh, next guest you were on the bridge meadow weren't you bill we've got the Hanford west county manager wayne jones with us right now yeah i didn't blink and teach him though <laughs> he's a he's a commanding boy <laughs> yeah, I evening did. gents I- Hi, Wayne. And I did speak to him on Saturday. And the thing that I love best about him and Fraser and Gordon, I think, win or lose, play well or play badly, he'll talk to us after and, and put up with our questions. And Wayne, I've got to say, thanks for all your help again this year for us. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Gordon, Gordon and I can think back a little bit longer than Fraser before he says, I do, I go there as well. And we've seen some future managers. I remember Gordon winding up late in James because <laughs> I thought he was going to strangle Gordon. And that was in 30 seconds. But you you are, for me, the best manager I've ever had because you are always the same and you're trustworthy and you're a great man manager. So I'm delighted you're on with us tonight. It's been easy not to come on after another disappointing defeat on Saturday. So thanks for coming on, buddy, yeah. and you're a small man. No in pleasure. My pleasure. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you. You might have noticed uh, Wayne Bill's come back and he's just in this really good mood. It's great to see you, It's great to see you. He made me a cup of tea on Saturday. <laughs> as promised, <laughs> Bill, as yeah. promised. Um, we, sh- we, we should talk, and Bill alluded to it there, uh, since the split, Wayne, r- results have been a bit disappointing. Since that really great win against TNS, you're beaten by Newtown um, at, at the weekend. What, what have been your thoughts as you, as you look back on, on this part of the season? If I'd be honest with you, Ben, like you said, I mean, a reflection, you, you look at it all, I think, from where we started in the start of, obviously, last June, really, because, obviously, we weren't sure what league we were going to be in prior to the, you know, the decisions made by the FAW. Um, from that, we had to go straight into a pre-season straight away, um, which depended a lot at that period of time in our recruitment, um, because, obviously, we had different budgets for different leagues, um, which has a big effect on who you can bring in and who you can't. Um, you know, we dabbled last minute and we done a... Um, a little bit of dealings in the market, which we need to bring a bit of experience in, which we've done. But obviously with the lockdowns, like any other club, no excuses. You know, I think it's been a really long, tough season. Um, I think, you know, certainly we've had players running on empty over the last four or five weeks of show because, you know, even though we had a fairly, you know, strong squad or in numbers, a strong squad that with the FA rulings in terms of suspensions, which is one thing I, you know, I really can't fathom out, is that every season after five, um, say, cautions or bookings, um, when the split normally happens, that'll extend to 10. They remained that to five bookings, which on three occasions, we've missed two players in each game um, in terms of you know achieving five yellow cards. You, you know, these players can't play 32 games a season um, without obviously 
hitting a suspension and not getting booked within that period. And I think it's affected the continuity of the selection of teams. I think the fact that we've played relentlessly, we haven't been able to train on the training pitch as much. Mm. Um, which you know become disorganised and you know I think focus sort of loses its cause. You try your best, and but it's been so demanding I think um, for the players who, you know, if we're being honest, I, you know I stated the other day we 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 brag eight local Premiership players in our squad, are still a very young and experienced squad at this level, and I think if the truth be told in the end that is caught up with us. Fraser. Yeah, Wayne, is going to, everyone talks about the players and the schedule they've had to be through, but no one's really contemplated the coaches so much. What's it been like for you now as you come to the end of this season? It's been such a frenetic period. You've just touched on there. You've had highs. You've had lows. You've barely had any time for reflection. You know, you play one game, you're straight into the next one, and then you have a big gap and almost a lull, and then you're straining into this intense period again. Have you known anything like this as a manager? And mentally, are you ready for it now to be over? Yeah, if I'm being totally honest with you, Fraz, I am. You know, um, it's hard, you know, to keep motivating, motivating. You're beating the same drums. You know, we're, we're most probably conceding very similar goals, which mm. is quite hard. And, and, you know, like you said, when you're winning and you're beating the better teams in the league and you're getting good results, you don't cherry pick or nitpick on things. You know, you go in eight games, you know, sort of without a win and, you know, you, you're losing six consecutive or whatever it may be then. I think you learn more about the players going forward in terms of next season. And I've made this quite clear to them, you know, forget, the, you know, for the split and that. And I said after the split, a lot of the players will be playing for, you know, their, their, their futures with us. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I've been quite disappointed in some, truth be told. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, we can see the good side when things are high and mighty. But when, you know, you've got your backs against the wall and you learn a lot in your, in your team and your, and your squad and mm. in reflection going forward, because we know even next season, you know, our ambition will be a lot higher than what it is this year. Um, and I think, you know, learning what I've learned so far, you know, there's big decisions to be made come the end of the season. I mean, it's obviously not so simple as bringing in who you want. It's not like that for any club. But are you very definitive now in the areas that you've targeted and perhaps the players you've targeted to bring in? Yeah, certainly, you know. Um, there's a lot of talks going on behind the scenes, obviously, with myself and, and the chairman. Um, in terms of who we want and obviously at what price because I think the level we're at it all comes down to that yeah sure um, but it's got to be done for the right reasons mm. um, but you know we, we've achieved our goal this year staying 10th or above you know and credit to the lads and the, and the coaching staff for that but going forward next year ambition will be um, hopefully with more investment that you know we'll be looking for a top six and we've got to make radical changes based on, on recent performances for that sure. mm. and Gordon come in yeah Wayne Obviously, with COVID, the situation for everybody has been really, really difficult. But as you just pointed out, Halford West have done, they've, they aim to finish in the, the top 10. You've done that, and it's been fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. People don't realise Welsh Premier football is a big difference from Welsh League uh, Division 1 football, and the bar is a lot higher. So the boys that have come in now, they will realise that Welsh Premier football is tough, and, and they need to be fitter, stronger, and better for next season. Otherwise, they will not be part of the squad. Is that right? Yeah, I think it is, God, in all honesty. I think, you know, we've got to use every ounce of experience this year. You know, we, if we want to be where we want to be next year, we can't afford to go into places um, and fearing them. You know, we've got to go there with our chest puffed out, you know, a bit of arrogance walking in there. 
and, and, and being fearless. And, you know, this year, we, you know, I go back to it against the big hitters. We've most probably done better than the lowers, but it's having that consistent balance. And I think one thing we've got to learn is, is game management. I think that's what's most probably the last eight to nine weeks has let us down, is, is game management, knowing when to do things in the right areas, which, you know, has cost us quite a bit. So taking that into consideration and we can learn from that, hopefully we'll be in a better place there next year. Yeah, you've got a lot of young players there, Wayne, as well, you know, and they need time to sort of uh, get into the groove at that level. Uh, but the unfortunate thing, it's a results business, and, and that's what it's all about. Mm. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, I'm obviously a new chairman, comes in with new ideas, expectations have been raised. You know, next season, we won't be the half a West, let's just stay up. You know, and if that doesn't happen, and you know, obviously the way the way things will be, then I'll pay the ultimate price. I'm aware of that. You know, that's been openly said. So, you know, I think it's it's it. I think the money that's involved this day for the club and the futures of it, it it's ruthless to a degree. But you know, what comes with that then is obviously level of expectancy. So, you know, we've all got to sort of knuckle down and earn our coin as such. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, Wayne. One of the nice things I thought this year sometimes when I, when I. Uh, an owner or a chairman, a chairman in our case, says full confidence in the manager, something it's a kiss of death. But you were paid the ultimate compliment this year when they said, when you were seventh in the table, if we were in the top six or even in the seventh place, we would not be interested in pushing forward for a place in Europe this year so that you could move ahead and get the qualification that you need to go along with your undoubted experience. So that must have been heartening for you. But what's the next step for you with that, Bach? Well, in all honesty, Bill, um, back in November when we had the discussions with the directors as long, along with the chairman, and to be fair, you know, they backed me to the hilt. Um, I had the opportunity of maybe stepping aside as a system manager and bringing someone in with a pro licence. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all credited the chairman. He didn't feel he wanted to do that. He wanted to work Good. with me and back me to lead myself. I mean, I haven't gone public about, but I actually passed my A license a couple of months ago um, in order to do that. Right? Yeah, no, cheers. Um, so mm-hmm. all's well, I'm going to be applying to go on to my pro license. Um, and then therefore we've got the opportunity next season then of playing European football if I'm successful with my application. Mm-hmm. Bill, we should just finish. You, you were going to mention a habit for West Stalwart, weren't you, to, to finish off with Yeah, Wayne. I mean, listen, I want you know my favourite player for many years has been Sean Pemberton. I make no apologies for it. He sums up for me all that's good what happened to West County and about football, 100%. I think the other boys would say the same. Now, I, you told me today, and he wasn't off the record, so I can mention it now, that Sean is really considering now retiring. Again. Um, do you want me <laughs> to get start getting a petition up to say Pems must be? Or is it if, if I'm being honest with you, Bill, I was round his, his house yesterday morning. Uh, went to speak yeah. to him, but he wasn't there, unfortunately. His wife was there. So, But his wife is the same as me. We're trying to coax him to stay. But listen, I know I travel with Sean, as I've done. Yeah. I brought him to the club six, seven years ago, whatever it was. And, you know, we've got a good friendship uh, as well as a, um, a work, working relationship. But... You know, obviously, I think it's reached the stage, and he admits, you know, he's given his all, and mm. he comes back. And I, I actually offer a drive every time now because he's in agony after games and his legs, because yeah. you know he wears his heart on his sleeve as such, mm. and it has caught up with him personally. You know, and I gotta respect his decision as much as mm. I don't want to. Yeah, he did tell me off the record though, Wayne, that he couldn't afford to go with you anymore. You were charging him too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I buy him, and I buy him a topic in the <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> Bill will be jumping in for a lift if that's yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah, next oh, season. Hey, yeah. I didn't realise I'd had a cup of tea made by an A-level. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, so I, 
And want a cup of coffee on Saturday as well. <laughs> Not a problem, Bill. Listen, Wayne, one more game to go. Uh, that yeah. was this weekend. So hopefully yeah, we finish luck. with it. A real positive. Yeah. Good luck with that. But thank you, as, as the guys have said, for always coming on. And yeah, always, brilliant. We, we massively brilliant. appreciate it. And as a Wolves fan, I'm a Tottenham fan. We might be after your manager this summer. So. You can have him. <laughs> so, thanks, gents. And obviously, thanks for uh, your support, as usual. And obviously, on behalf of myself and the club, I'd like to thank you all. No thank problem. you, Wayne. Thanks, great Wayne. stuff. Thank you ever so much indeed thank for being with us yeah. on Pure West Saturday. Radio. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Bill and, and Fraser and Gordon will be keeping a close eye on the game. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for being with us on the show. It's flown by again, hasn't it? It really has. Mm. Uh, and we, we've spoken to a couple of really, really good guests and, and gone through some of the latest news from around the county. Uh, hopefully, uh, Fraser, Bill, Gordon, you'll, you'll get to see some cricket over the next few days in Pembrokeshire. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the, foot, the, the football starts at 12 o'clock on Saturday mm. on a bridge meadow. So we'll be able to go. Fraser will be playing somewhere. Uh, you'll be wearing your pads tonight, well, I'd go with my pads, sure. Um, but actually, on, on the cricket, now, there was just one mention I wanted to give tonight. Good to see Andrew Salter back in the Glamorgan first team of the yeah, weekend. In, in Langshire, yeah. two wickets, that are Keaton Jennings and, and a vital stand. He was involved in a 40 with a bat as well. So I will be messaging him tonight because myself, Bill, and Gordon have got a bit of a series going on in this summer on Pembrokeshire Sport. And, and just yeah. to say, uh, it's glad he's in the first team because there's only so many second team stats we can big up, boys, isn't there? Mm. <laughs> All that work in the nets, Fraser, with them is paying off. I knew it would eventually. Good. I knew it would eventually. Indeed. Well, listen, all the videos will stay on. So the interview with Sana and with Wayne will be on the Facebook page. Bill, great to have you back. Gordon and Fraser, yeah, enjoy the company. We'll do it again next week. It's the Mood Train with KT up next on Pure West Radio. Oh.